Hey, what's up everybody and thanks for tuning in to the Third Culture Podcast where we discuss, debate and talk about different opinions and views from a third culture perspective. Thank you for tuning in from whatever platform you're listening from. We are the Third Culture Kids. And today I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts. Frank is here. Omar. Shay. And I'm Terry. So today we're going to be talking about AI and the future of robotics as well. Frank, you had something to say? Um, basically, um, robotics, but mainly let's say AI and how the media portrays it. So the media kind of makes AI sound like something that's very scary, um, something that we should be really scared of, that we shouldn't even get anywhere next to it. Uh, and and that, that really limits how people end up using like uh, robots or machines or anything that uses AI. They're scared of it. They just feel like, oh, okay, if I get, if I get like a, uh, like the floor cleaner that has an AI, it's gonna end up uh, kicking me out of the house and ruling the house from for its own. So, uh, Omar, what do you think about this? I think it's very interesting. I get where they're coming from, where it's like you don't know the limit of AI and how far it can kind of advance, because it's kind of like um, you know with all the movies and the the media that you have, like you mentioned, it's always highlighting how what if robots start thinking on their own? What if robots start you know, believing that they're alive, does that then become kind of dangerous for us as humans? Is that the beginning of the extinction of the human race? And it's kind of, I feel over-exaggerated, obviously, but I mean, tying it in with a lot of media, that's kind of the approach that they go for because that's, that's I think that's the idea that would sell rather than kind of looking at it as like, hey, you know, AI is gonna be great. Everyone's gonna benefit from it. We're gonna advance. Yes, people will lose jobs, but then it would create a lot more jobs in like different capacities or fields but you know like it's easier to just sell the idea of ai and i don't know potential future violence and kind of like conquering the world and becoming the the elite race and stuff like that but yeah. shay what do you have in mind yeah honestly i want to pick up where you left off with the whole selling point of these movies and the media and stuff so for example one of the greatest movies well personally that's what i think but one of the greatest movies that they had about ai and robotics and how you know they're going to rise up and take over our whole civilization and whatnot is irobot and it had a total of i think around 350 million us dollars as it's uh you know total like um box office revenue mm -hmm. and like that's a great selling point so because it's a thing that's gonna gonna engage your audience it's gonna make them think about it it's gonna be an entertaining movie or a, a video game or whatever it may be that you're depicting and i guess that's why they're trying to over exaggerate it and like you know use it a lot as this big scary spooky guy that's gonna take over us so I don't know, maybe you guys have a different view. What about you, Terry? What do you think about this? Well, it's definitely something that I think a lot of people do worry about, AI in general, especially in the world that we're living in today. A lot of the things that we have are very advanced. Things are moving very quickly than they were, like, let's say, 20 or 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's one of those things where I think about it and I'm like, I could see AI actually becoming a proper problem in the world. Whether that's okay, I wouldn't go as far as saying killer robots taking over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's a bit, I think that's a bit much. But definitely, in terms of like, I don't know, if you start making software that you know thinks for itself, or if you start you know giving permissions to different things that you know that may actually become detrimental to us as well. You know, because people may take away from us. You know, the people may use this against other people. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. So, I, I think Frank has an opposing view, though. I mean, I see, I see like, uh, the worry that you're having. But um, that, that, that gets to my second question that I wanted to ask you guys. Whether you guys are personally scared of AI or not. And um, first, I'm just going to get, like, just a, a small answer. Yes or no. Are you scared? I'll start with you, Terry. Are you scared of robots, AI? Are you scared? Do you think it, we're, they're going to take over the world? You want me to say yes or no? Yes. Because then I would explain to you what... Like, well, it's, for me, it's not a yes or no answer. You know what I mean? I think there's... I think with AI, there are things that you can be afraid of and things that are just over-exaggerated. Do I think it's a deadly force that's going to take over the world stop right now? Stop confusing me. No. Do I think it's a deadly thing that's going to take over the world? Yes. No. Not okay. right now, at least. All right. That could be. All right. Could Shay. be. Shay? 
Well, I'm going to even go with more on the no side. Like, I don't even think that there is a potential for it or that there is like, you know, it's like there's steps leading to it or some parts of it are over-exaggerated, some mm-hmm. parts of it not, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to say down route no. Omar? I feel like I'll have to <laughs> kind of be on Terry's side with this one. It It really just depends on the people using AI. I feel like AI is a tool more than anything, just like the internet is, and you could argue that the internet has like led to a lot of, you know, serious damage in the past uh, for, you know, people yeah. or nations or whatever it is. So I feel like it's just a tool. So it really depends on the, the people behind AI. So it would be a no, I don't think it's gonna take over the world or whatever, um, as like killer robots. But yes, I think people or like, you know, certain individuals or organizations can start using AI to kind of you know conduct these acts of violence or to to kind of contribute to this scary future that people are trying to depict in media yeah and i definitely i agree with you and just adding on to your point i think if you have someone like for example elon musk he himself scared of it he's scared of it yeah and if, if if elon freaking musk is the one <laughs> saying that this is a problem you have to take note Right. And if, if someone of that much stature with that much knowledge, you know, owner of Tesla, for goodness sake, is saying that AI is a problem, then I think it's something that we need to seriously look at as a problem, as a big problem one day. Now, now um, see, I know I, I got your views and I see you guys all think that that's not going to happen. And I think um, because you guys have some sort of understanding of AI. But um, what happens is most people, they don't. And we had this conversation before you and I, Omar. Yeah. Um, where I, like I think I explained to you the main the, the like what AI really what, what like like what it is like a, like just a small background about like small basics about the basics of AI. So I'm just gonna say it right now, basically, for people mm-hmm. that don't maybe don't know it. I'm not I'm not an expert, but I I, I think I know a, few, a little few things. He did his homework. <laughs> I, I, did, I did my homework. Yeah, I mean, I study mechatronics, right? <laughs> so basically, um, <clears throat> the, the the main the main problem now, the main problem that we're facing right now, for us to get to that ultimate. Um, AI, uh, like uh, ultimate disaster or something, is making a robot that makes its own decisions. So now basically, yes, they're technically making their own decisions, but uh, the motive is already decided by the programmer. Mm-hmm. So it's like I w- the, the programmer decides I want this robot to go from point A to point B. So the robot- self-learning. Y- yeah. It's, it's machine learning and uh, all the deep learning. Basically, I wanted to go from point A to point B. The robot makes decisions on to, when to turn right, when to turn left, what to do, how to do it better. So that, unless like that, that's the first problem to 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 deal with. First, here, like the robot has to be able to take its own decisions, and that on its own needs needs us to uh, understand um, conscious. It needs us to understand conscious and be able to uh, like like program that into the robot because we don't know what conscious is basically for you to make a decision you need to know that okay i'm here i'm gonna make a decision that's there if we understand conscious and then if we um understand like <clears throat> how to make that like how to program that into the robot another obstacle that that's there is for the robot to have a reason to eliminate humans mm-hmm. you know which is like okay now robots say okay i have a mind okay now i have to go kill humans so th- it's it's kind of like far-fetched what do you think of i mean i get you and, and just to actually follow up on that last point you mentioned uh so i was playing a, a video game earlier it's called detroit become human so it's basically about this futuristic world where you know AI and like machines and humans are kind of living together. There's synergy. You basically have like cleaning machine. Uh, ideally, like everything in the game was pretty much designed like human beings. So it was kind. Of, it almost looked like it was just a normal world full of people, but some were machines, some were humans. So it's kind of like the iRobot example when we yeah. talk about the the movies in the past. So the the thing with that game is just to highlight the point you mentioned was. It wasn't like the machine started thinking, oh, I need to kill humans. It was actually, it was kind of instigated by decisions from the humans themselves. So it depicted this world where we started technically using AI and robots and machines as 
pretty much you could think as slaves because it was basically like oh this is my like maid this is my like machine that does this for me this is my gardener and they weren't technically treated as humans because i mean yes you could argue they're not alive so it's technically just a machine it's kind of like would you treat your vacuum as a machine or like would you treat your fridge as a human (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah exactly so i mean it was it was kind of logical but then these machines these ai robots started thinking to themselves why am i different compared to them when I can think for myself, I can do these things, I'm actually smarter, quicker, stronger than them, so why am I treated unfairly? And then, you know, obviously it's a video game, so it's fictional, but, you know, something went wrong in the in the algorithm, and it kind of just went downhill from there, and then it kind of became like this civil war where machines and robots were fighting for their rights to be alive, or to be kind of pronounced as you know a race people yeah. exactly and then like normal human beings were like no this is just a machine it's gonna kill us um we have to put it down and then it, it's kind of like i mean it's a decision-based game you get to see all these different storylines but the main thing was that what if ai kind of just wakes up one day and thinks hey like why am i different i feel like that's the idea that the media is trying to sell and that's what people are scared of because when you talk about the future you can't really predict it I mean, if you look back at the movie 2012 and how it scared a lot of people and everyone thought we were going to die in 2012. <laughs> yeah. That was the time. We were, we were recording this right now in 2019. So, you know, it's, it's always about the future. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's about the future and people's perception of it. And, you know, that kind of media is what really sells. You know, um, that's exactly where, where, like, that, like where my point is, where my worry is. You see... You just said that it sell it, it sells easier, it sells better. And we ha- we have now like a proper understanding of like robots and how it's almost impossible right now for these robots to develop. It's actually impossible with the current programming for robots to develop. Like, okay, I want um, why am I be being treated like this? It's not like they can they program yeah. themselves or something. So <clears throat> that goes to the main question: How do you guys like? I mean, we we did talk about it a little bit, but basically, do you think it's fair? For media to to uh, depict robots as, like as such, and do you think that doing that, if if you think it's not fair or if you think it's fair, what are the, the advantages and disadvantages of that basically? Um, well, I think here's the thing: with media, they're gonna do what's best for themselves. So mm-hmm. they're gonna take whatever's selling the best, and then they're gonna push that narrative towards people. Mm-hmm. So I think. If you're asking if it's fair, I think it's fine, right? Because I think a lot of us, like, okay, you studied mechatronics in mm-hmm. university. You have some sort of background in this. I know you did some sort of project with an AI machine as well. I know you have some sort of, you have some sort of understanding about it. So granted, I think it's fair from a media point of view that they're not really responsible for about what we think. We have to educate ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the time we have to, we have to, think, we have to think by ourselves and actually not be ignorant about it. Like, we can't... You can't just have a conversation based off of movies. You know, you can't just be talking about something, you know, out of the air. Like, like back to the point that I was trying to make before. It's not only the common man who's having an issue with AI. Like, again, Elon Musk, someone who is a leader in his field, someone who studies this for a living, has an issue with AI. So it has, it's a problem. So, you know, here's the thing. I know for a lot of people, AI is a scary, scary thing probably over-exaggerated, but it cannot be understated as well. Like, we can't just say, no, it's absolutely fine, just keep developing, go as far as you want with it. You know, I, I feel like there should be some point where, you know, some, some sort of restriction, you know what I mean? Because if you keep pushing past a certain point, I think that's when you're going to give, you know, that AI a point of view as well, you know what I mean? You're going to, you know, that's when the apocalypse will happen, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's when, you know, start taking over, you know, like, I'm not into all the you know conspiracy theories that okay yeah massive hype exactly like it's gonna destroy everything's gonna burn to the ground and stuff like that well we we discussed we'll discuss now how far can we go with it but before that omar do you want to add anything about the media impact yeah i mean I i feel like it's really just about whether or not the world is ready for the scale of ai i feel like we're slowly being introduced to the different solutions that ai offers but i feel like it's still very low key it's it's still very down on the low there's a lot cooking up behind the scenes that we are not really exposed to right now and it's up to technically i i feel in my opinion at least it's up to some media outlets to start painting this different picture around ai where it's like hey you know this could actually help us 
you know, discover diseases way faster um, in much earlier stages. Like you talk about, for example, cancer, AI could really contribute to that. Exactly. Um, you're, like there are so many advantages. So you kind of have to, I get the, the worry and all the concern, but you have to weigh that, the, the pros and the cons and look at who really has control of these technologies, right? So if it could do a lot of good, then why are we hindering its progress? If it could do a lot of bad, then what are we doing about controlling who has access to them? Because technically, if you think about it right now, you could have like a, an AI-led killer drone, right? If you wanted to. Yeah. If you wanted to, you could also have an AI system that could help you, you know, pinpoint where exactly you have a tumor before it escalates and you could really lower the risk of people dying to cancer. So there are so many, that, that's why I kind of said it's up to the people using AI as a tool because there are so many things that you can do both good and bad. 100%. Like, I feel like uh, movies, it was like just this big crusade against um, against AI and like only one, like a few movies depicted robots to be nice. Like, uh, I think until, uh, like the only one I can come up with right now is Star Wars. And that's the only one that brought in, uh, like, ha- like some robots were nice, some robots weren't. But most movies, I Robot, X Machina, um, what other ones? Uh, like maybe I Robot as well, I guess. Yeah, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Some oh, oh well, like, but usually they are. There are a bunch Blade of bad about AI and robotics. I think so. Yeah, Age of Ultron. Yeah, but you also have movies like. <laughs> we're, we're touching oh, yeah, Marvel technically, now. Technically, yes, because yeah. you know it he designed it. He yeah, designed exactly. it to be something that is good, uh, and then about? Ultron went south and fought the Avengers. So yeah. Yeah, you also got like Transformers. Yeah, yeah, yeah Decepticons exactly, yeah. and Autobots. Yeah, yeah man. So I mean, I it's it's honestly it's just because that's what sells, right? It like, feels like this huge crusade though against it. It's like I get you, you know what like like what you said, I think. Maybe those um, like uh, movie producers should take some responsibility towards it. Like say, okay, let's make um, <clears throat> like some movies that help it, so that we can introduce these new ideas to the public. Yeah. And the thing is, before we skip this, and I forget about it, you mentioned Star Wars and how they depicted both like good and negative, you know, like uh, or evil robots, and how like AI was a part of society right now and. One of the things that I hope that we get time to talk about is we are third culture kids, right? So what about like, let's say there's a world where AI has been introduced and they're part of our society and they would be different from us, right? So our whole thing as third culture kids is how we are, we've de- developed this skill, I guess you could say, to, to, to sort of agree to disagree or to accept differences and whatnot. So I guess maybe... If if we get time to talk about it, we could like talk about how we could imagine a world where these AI exist, and then we would have to sort of learn how to live with them and learn to sort of appreciate them, sort of to 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 you know just just treat them as people that are there. So I I feel like um, you guys want to I don't know do you guys have any point to make about this? Well, let's get into that there. You want to say something? Yeah, just like touching on um, what you said as well. My thing is, when we're talking about AI, you said that there's no consciousness, right? So they, it can't be good or bad. But I'm also hearing you say that it's something that we need to learn to upset, to be, to be like something we need to integrate into our lives and be happy with it. I think if AI is going to be introduced into the world, like full on, it ha- we have to be neutral about it. We can't, you know, be crazy mad about it and maybe also can't crazy love it because at the end of the day we don't know the limits that's my it's thing it's own entity yeah 100 percent. i feel like you know um you mentioned you mentioned it earlier how far are we gonna go with the with the develop with the development of it and um b- basically like regulations should be put in place to make sure that um, you can't develop AI that, well, you can't develop like a program or something that can harm people unless it's like for military use. Even for military use, it should be to a point like, you know, there should be more regulation towards yeah, it. Definitely. Um, but that, 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 that now we'll talk about that because now, um, that like, that, 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 that now, 
<laughs> you good, bro? Frank. Take a breath. Yeah, take a breath. Right? <laughs> I feel like ev- every single episode we have to reset, Frank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shut up before he flies <laughs> off the rails. Guys, I am not AI. AI. <laughs> yeah, the secret is he's AI. He's, he's not one of us. <laughs> he's a robot. He's malfunctioning. You see, basically, it all depends on human intentions. Um, but you know what? What you said is very interesting. Let's talk about uh, let's let's talk about h- how we we accept it as third culture kids. I mean, are we talking about strictly like AI robots that become? Does it become a yeah, part of the civilization? I mean, does it become a culture? Like, I, I think the main problem would be I mean, that even if people they're not consider it as a culture. Yeah, even if they're not part of, let's say, society or culture, but they are within the society, right? So, so uh, try to imagine a world where yeah. they're part of the society. They've been introduced. There, there's like maids. There's I don't know workers, policemen, whatever, whatever it may be that they could do, and they're living with us, even if we don't like include them in our culture or whatever. Even well, though that well, way, at what happen. point is this? Do they have a conscious? Yes, yes. No? AI, AI with conscious AI that are that that sort of, that, that basically means it's like a completely different race. Yeah, than, but mm, that, that that makes it like the cause, thinking because now you, if, yeah. you, if they have conscience, that's that's like yeah, like if they're aware that they're alive, then they're technically like they're a living thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So my point is, so the, like, isn't this the worst case scenario that they're depicting in media, right? So. In this worst case scenario world where they've finally gained consciousness and now they can think for, for themselves and they might be against us or they might be with us or there might be division amongst them, right? So how would we, I don't know, react to this? How would we respond to this without go, going to outright civil war with these new, I guess, species. people, mm. species, whatever you want to call them? Yeah, I, I think, I think, I don't know. I feel like we should <laughs> still, we should still consider the, these things as things. You know what I mean? As things, we each, I don't think you should ever get to a point what where. If, what if this thing walks up to you and tells you, "Hey, I'm alive"? Can you still consider yeah, it? What, what? No, I'd be like, "No, you're what? not." What, what is thing? what is conscious? What, exactly, are trees conscious? They conscious? Is that the word? <laughs> conscious. Do trees have conscience? <laughs> we we need to reset them after this episode. Guys. Do trees have conscience? <laughs> trees no, are don't. living things, living and they things. have decisions, and they make decisions. I, they do they? They do. Yes, do they? I mean, no, they don't. It's based they on where they are, man. They do. It's not, it's not, this they is getting way decision. too scientific. It is, it is I mean, let's talk about animals, for example. So animals are alive. They have consciousness. They are aware that they're alive. Yes. No, that's the thing. Trees they, have, they don't have trees consciousness. Are, they, they're, they're not aware of themselves. So if you put them in front of a mirror, they're not going to realize that's them, right? Because they don't have they're eyes. Just, what? Because they don't We're have eyes. talking about animals, but animals, not trees. Moving away from trees. Oh, no, because, no, Moving away from trees. trees. If you bring in a human and you make you let them see a mirror for the first time yeah, in their they, lives, they will, they're going to react the same way. Yeah, yeah but Mostly, then they can learn. Yeah, humans and, can and, learn. So and, that's the Animals can learn right? eventually. But the animals, the thing is, maybe you have a few smarter animals, like, I don't know, I guess like elephants and whatnot, that can, after seeing themselves in a mirror a few times, they, they do learn that this is themselves. This is not another elephant or yeah, whatnot. But here's the thing, right? So when you're talking about animals, let's like let's look at chimpanzees, for example, because they're the smartest, right? So yeah. yes, they're the smartest living thing aside from us, arguably, but the argument with AI is it would be smarter than you mm-hmm. because it would literally like have the ability to connect to the internet at any point in time. It has all the answers to all your questions because it doesn't need to look something up on a phone or whatever, it literally just knows because it's all inside its head. It's all, it's all inside its head. Yeah, whatever. There you uh, go. <laughs> so the thing about AI then becomes, are they the elite race or like, are they the master race? Why are we treating them as lesser than us? I mean, you know, arguably you shouldn't be treating animals as less than you, obviously, but it's like, hey, this, this living thing is so much smarter than I am has so much more ability than I am who am I to constrict it by telling it hey you only do the dishes or like hey you only fight for me in the wars right so I mean it would be a very interesting world if you ask me but I I feel like just like what Terry said it would be up to the people to kind of decide whether or not they are pro or anti um, AI and robots It's, it's up to the people to then basically take a stand where it's like am I gonna kind of you know live in harmony with these things mm-hmm. or am i gonna be like you know those old-fashioned people that will live without any ar robots <laughs> yeah. in their houses and people will look at me like as like you know that old guy um it's also some i mean all this is literally just reminding me of the game great game by the way you should check it out if you want. we're not sponsored <laughs> we're not by sponsored it. i'm just dropping it right there you owe us money 
avid gamer. I love this game. <laughs> but yeah, in the game itself, it was also like you could make decisions as the robots. And for example, if you decide to go to civil war, then you, the the response from the media is different to you making like a you know a simple peaceful stand where it's like, hey, I'm I'm alive. Please respect me. You get different kind of responses. Yeah. So I feel like that's basically what it's, it's gonna boil down to. But you know what? You're say, you're saying like like I'm preaching. It, it I'm has, preaching. Right? So many like <laughs> mentioning too many like like it's Frank so, such like a this. wide and like uh, open topic. Like, yeah. It has so many aspects to consider. Shan, do you want to add anything more to what he said? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, like exactly. That's the point, right? So when they start making their own decisions, as you said, like then there would be a different reaction. There would be a different response. Like that. That was my po- whole point. Like so we would have to like respond to them accordingly like they w- I, i don't think there should be even in that scenario uh, if they're smarter and faster and whatever they are compared to us there shouldn't be like an elite master race and i think in a society yeah. like that i personally think if there was a society at that point then in a scenario like that you wouldn't have these ai as your mate i, I think you would have these ai as part of society But then for your, let's say, servants or the person who vacuums your, your house, you would have a different sort of like uh, AI or robots or whatever, which are not as advanced, which are not conscious themselves. So I, I guess like... You know what? Controversial, super controversial. But I think <laughs> this really raises the question around potential future racism. Yeah. If you think about it. Oh, it does. If you think about Lord. it. It does. Yeah. No, see, I get, you. I get you saying that, you know, it's not alive. But if you think about it, If you depict it that way, yeah, there is this kind of race of living thing, and this other race of living thing, and that race thinks the other race should not be worthy of being alive, exactly, and you know starts kind of attacking it and thinking, oh, we should put it down or it's not equal to us. I f- I feel like it's a completely different. I mean, obviously, like nowhere related to the the past racism that we've had you won't be able to say tinfoil again (laughs) (laughs) imagine like that would be yeah that would be be like an actual racist slur yeah (laughs) loose wire would be like (laughs) metal metal (laughs) what tin can yeah but see here's the thing here's here's my biggest thing about this it's like we will create these things they're coming from us so do you feel like a proud mother (laughs) no man because here's the thing It's not like something that's, you know, all magical, you know, it grew into something. No, it's it's a thing. It's created from wires and metal, you know. So mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing. It's like I don't I I I could I could never like if listen, if I if I were to scream at my microwave for being irritating, I would scream at the freaking microwave for being irritating. <laughs> you know what I mean? If the fridge is, you know, malfunctioning, I'm gonna cuss it out. But it's just the microwave. It's not Yeah, Something that looks yeah. like a human standing in front of you telling exactly. you it's alive. Think of it. No, wait, 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 wait. Think of it. It doesn't this... have to look like humans. AI doesn't have to. Yes, but I'm saying in those, like, you know, the way they depict it in these media yeah. outlets. Think of it this movies. way. The, the way you're talking about the creation of these things, the creation of a microwave is just this thing that literally does one thing. The microwave, can't think, right? Yeah. It's heat. It okay, heats. That's like, literally what robots are. No, yeah, but, but when you create, Unless... You still make them. Okay, yeah. when you um, make these AI, it's sort of try to... Make these AI. Try, <laughs> make these AI. Come on. When you, when you make these, try to think of it as giving birth, you know? It's like a child. You can't control you know, it. You can't you just know, like do whatever you, you want know what? to it. I'm, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> Terry is I'm so... A try. <laughs> Terry is done okay. with me. Terry you know is going to kick it's, me out it's of unfair. the podcast. It's unfair for me to bring up this topic because right, right now, this topic, you can't really talk about it because... The con like conscious itself is something that we didn't understand, and it's something that has been uh, like a point of controversy since. Like, But you are ancient. aware that you're alive. I am. So But, uh, we hope how, so. How I mean, explain that you're the most advanced yeah, AI we hard, have. I know it's hard to explain. No, but you but need, just you, need... you being aware that you're alive yeah, entitles but... you to being treated. Like you're a living thing. But, but I'm, I'm saying like we don't have an understanding of conscious itself, so we can't really program it into robots. We don't understand what it is. So that's true. For, that's for, true. Uh, for us. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you. This is like just to wrap this up. This is my personal view of conscious. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, 
this is my my own. Yeah, yeah no, go no, ahead. no go one ahead. else's. All right, <laughs> go ahead. It's gonna be good. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe any opinions you're it. about to hear are not directly related to Third Culture Podcast Kids. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is all just Frank. We're gonna drop his <laughs> his maybe. handles in uh, the description. You can go at him as hard as you want. <laughs> okay, most likely other people have the same opinion, but for me, conscious is the soul. I'm a, I'm a religious person, so I mm. I believe that the con- conscious is the soul. And trees have souls, uh, animals have souls, and humans have souls. So anything so, that's living, yes. Has so unless 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 a robot has a soul, this is for me my own. Yeah. Thing. But see now, my understanding makes it a lot different than yours. Yeah. It makes the it changes the conversation, and unless we have like a concrete understanding of it, we're not gonna get anywhere of how to talk about how do we accept them into society and whatnot. So um, I feel like, see, uh, w- with the thing that you're saying, and that's a completely valid point and like, you know, perspective and everything. But who's to say that once these AI gain consciousness, who's to say that they won't suddenly have soul? Do, do you get what I'm saying? Like, because we don't have an understanding of consciousness, as you well, said, you exactly. It's not like a but, microwave is going to have... Uh, yeah, it won't be the same definition of a soul that you're talking about. Yeah. Listen, listen, I'm not like saying that we're going to have robots <laughs> with issue, consciousness. Yeah, but my issue is, okay, this robot is malfunctioning. <laughs> Right? <laughs> no, here's my thing. This thing is malfunctioning. Okay. Stop malfunctioning. Okay. 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 You okay, can say tinfoil. Okay. It's okay. They, they, they don't have tin consciousness. Tinfoil cap thing is malfunctioning and going crazy. Right? So, I'm gonna, let's say I take a gun and I shoot it. Right? Is that murder all of a sudden? You're have not, I killed this thing? You're not allowed to use a gun. Uh, ripped yeah. off his head. <laughs> this gun is, control. This is, uh, <laughs> that's a different topic. That's a different <laughs> topic for another day. Like a peaceful. Okay, but honestly, okay. honestly, yeah, honestly. But no, but on a you real would send it would you to therapy. You would send it to therapy instead of shooting it. I would send this it. bloody robot to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, I feel like we're we're way too. We're not getting anywhere. Really. Yeah, yeah, we're no, it's not. not As usual, like, that's the trademark of our podcast. We don't get anywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you're gonna hear all of it and be like, okay. I f- I feel like we're we're just so worried about things that might not even happen in the future. hundred percent. That you're not paying attention to things that are happening right in front of you right uh, now. Yeah, agree, you know, agree. like AI and machine learning and all of this is kind of being used to manipulate certain media. Um, I watched this. I can't remember the name of the documentary on Netflix. The mm. one about. Facebook and oh God. was it was it Cambridge something? I need to look oh it up right God. now. But it was a documentary I'll that basically look it up mentioned. While you talk. It basically mentioned how artificial intelligence was used to target certain voters in the U.S. when the elections was happening between Trump and Hillary, and how it kind of basically tailor made these ads at scale. Right. So this mm-hmm. is something we can do right now. So for example, I know what you're scared of. I know what you like, and I can tailor made these ads to you. But given given the fact that <laughs> I'm just gonna drop oh, one for a second. <laughs> the name of the documentary is The Great Hack. Yes, yes, yes. The Great yeah, Hack. That's, the that's great right. Hack. Right. So the, the 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 thing was, they used artificial intelligence and machine learning to basically do this at scale. So everyone that was scared of terrorism, for example, in the U.S., they targeted them, saying Trump is gonna save us from terrorism. Everyone that was you know scared of losing their jobs, they were like Trump is the only person that's gonna help us keep our jobs mm-hmm. and that in itself is a force to be reckoned with I feel like that's something you should highlight a lot more moving forward yeah. compared to like oh we're gonna have killer machines <laughs> yeah that's it for this segment let us know what you think about robots AI in the future drop a comment and let us know what your opinion is anyways you guys asked for it you asked for more segments and you asked for us to talk more about us being third culture kids and what do we got we got a new surprise for you coming up we present to you Culture Check. Yay! Welcome to Culture Check, where we put third culture under the microscope. Today, Terry, I want to talk to you specifically. Oh, yes. Tell me, do you feel homesick as a third culture kid? Well, that is... That's a, that's a, that's a two-edged question right there. I didn't say it was going to be easy. Oh, <laughs> clearly not. Um... Yeah, uh, for me personally, I do feel homesick when I when I leave uh, Zim for a long period of time, and it's been a long period of time now. I've been here for like what nine years now, um, and I, don't get me wrong, you know, Dubai is great. You know what I mean? I got a lot of friends here. Back home, it's not. I wouldn't say I got a lot of friends because most of them don't live in the country anymore, mm-hmm. and the country itself is going through a lot. There's a lot of turmoil. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of a lot of corruption. Like if I try to go back to Zimbabwe today, yes, I would not get a job. 
okay. would I would not be employed, and it's not because I'm not employable. It's because the country is in such dire straits at the moment. Okay. So, from how long did you spend in Zimbabwe growing up? Well, I spent about uh, I spent from right. Math. Let me think about this. Math. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Zim until I was about 11 or 12 years old. Okay. And then I moved to Nigeria for a little bit. And okay. then I moved back to Zim for two years of high school. And then I came to Dubai. Okay, so you spent quite a substantial amount of time in Zimbabwe. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That's probably why my influence is a lot more to the side of I will, I do miss Zimbabwe quite a fair bit. Because for me, like with my family being there and just the people in general, I feel like it's it's a place that I I really feel at home. Like every time I go back for vacation, yo, it's like I never left. Honestly, it's like shoo, Terry's back. You know, turn up. Okay, Terry's back. Hold that thought though. When you go back to Zimbabwe, do you miss Dubai? Hmm. Because you said you lived here for like nine years. Yeah. That's still quite a substantial amount of time as well. I'm gonna try to be politically correct here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try not to offend anyone. <laughs> but here's the thing. When I go to Zimbabwe, I'm not gone long enough for me to miss Dubai. Okay. You know, like I'll go, I think the longest period of time was probably when I was at Middlesex University here in Dubai. And then... Shameless plug. Just, just throw that university. Middlesex, in. baby. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we are the kings. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and we, um, and their summers, the summer break is so long. It's about three months. Okay. Right? And I went back to Zim for a solid three months. And... I'll be honest, I did not miss, I did not miss Dubai. You did not miss Dubai? I did not miss Dubai, not one bit. And it's not because of anything that's wrong with Dubai, I was just happy to be in Zim. Yeah, no, obviously. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest as well, when I'm in Zim for a long period of time, it does get boring. It does get boring mm. because there's only so much you can do, you know, and like people really don't like doing anything, especially like right now, I went to Zimbabwe a few months ago, right? And I visited them, it was, it was fun, it was great, you know, I had a good time, but I was there for, for a week and a half and that was that sweet spot. You know what I yeah. mean? Any longer than that, it would have gotten boring, too expensive, out of hand. Because, believe it or not, yes. my country yep. is hella expensive. Really? Because of inflation. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get into, you know, the political unrest and what, yeah, what, 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 yeah. what, what, what. That, we don't know. do that here. Yeah, we don't do that yeah. here. You know, like, <laughs> keep it light and fluffy, you yeah. know. Anyway, so, so going back is always, it's always, it's always a good time. Because the last time, uh, before... This last time I went to Zim, I hadn't been there in two years. Okay. So my I usually go like once a year at least. Okay. In twenty seventeen I went like four times. And when you go back, do you go back and like meet your I mean you said your friends don't live there anymore, but like I'm assuming you meet family mm-hmm. or is mm-hmm. it just you and like your, you know, close relatives? What um like? so it's a lot of family. It's a lot of family. Like not all of my family does live in Zimbabwe. Okay. You know, some of my cousins out there college kids as well. You know, they live in um in the states in the uk mm-hmm. you know a lot of them are doing university abroad as well you don't really get a lot of people who actually you know stay in zimbabwe and do their education in zimbabwe past high school okay so i think for me when i go back i do meet a lot of family and there are some friends who are still in zim you know some some people who decided to stay you know and good on them you yeah. know they're making a life for themselves they're hustling to be honest with you okay. i can't really tell you if they're employed employed <laughs> you know i don't know what they're doing everyone's hustling in today's hey, world man, too. i don't know what they're doing for money okay. you know like i'm just like good for you homie okay. you know i'm here for you you know what i mean and like even with my cousins i have a lot of cousins as well who are around my age i really like i I uh, I don't want to say the word because you have to bleep me out, but <laughs> <laughs> I I f with them heavy. Ah, uh, okay. You know, okay, like big enough. time, big okay. time. So they're really they're really a big reason why I like going back as well. You know, even though now they're uh, older, they're in university, one yeah. is in the Netherlands, blah blah blah. Okay. So yeah, man. So it's like it's like it's once again it's a double edged sword. Dubai is an awesome place to be. You know, it's a great place to to make money. Yeah. It's a great place to, I would say, if you if you if you you know if you're someone who's successful, you can do well in Dubai. But Zim is Zim is home for me, man. You know what I mean? Zim is where is where I'm at. I know a lot of third country kids, their home countries aren't really their home countries because they can't relate too much. Yeah. But for me personally, going home is it's a it's it's always a good time. It's always a good time. I can't really be mad about it. Yeah, no, I totally get that as well because a lot of third culture kids basically don't identify which one of them is home because maybe they've spent way too much time in, mm-hmm. let's say, the third culture country. So, mm-hmm. for example, Dubai for you. But it's interesting that you kind of feel that way. 
here's a question for you since you mentioned Dubai. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like Dubai has spoiled you where once you leave it, you feel like, oh, how do you not have X or Y? It's like so basic for me. Because I feel that way when I travel. What do you think? Well, here's the thing. When I go back home to Zimbabwe, I know what I'm in for. You know what okay. I mean? I know I'm in for power cuts. I know there's going to be a lack of water supply. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know that money is going to be tight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So in Dubai, these, these aren't issues that we have here. It's a first world country. Thankfully, you know what yeah. I mean? And like, well, oh, you know, I wouldn't say we're well off, but we're comfortable. You know what I mean? And once you're in Dubai for a long time, you kind of forget what the outside world really looks like. You kind of forget what your home country looks like. You exactly. Know? It's like, oh, okay, I'm in Dubai. You've become a Dubai person. Yep. You know what I mean? You've become comfortable. You've become content. And then as soon as you're taken out of that comfort zone and you're thrown back into your country, it's like, good Lord Almighty, am I even a part of this world? <laughs> like, where am I? Like, what? literally, what is this? I remember this. this. Like, exactly. It's like... <laughs> Goodness gracious, was it really this bad? Did it get what worse? What do you mean there's no 4G? <laughs> exactly. There's no Wi-Fi in this restaurant? Are you serious right now? I get you. know, you. just like these, these, these you know, first world problems that people have, you know. First world problems, yeah. Yeah, big time. The, the, like, and then the third world problems, which are like so much more drastic. I was like over here like, oh, we, have, we don't have Wi-Fi in this restaurant. So like, oh, there's no water in the taps. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's a completely different kind of. You start complaining about things yeah. that, like, like you, you literally, you think about it and be like, that was hella irrelevant. Yeah. Like that did not make sense. But that gives you perspective, doesn't it? Because technically, you've lived in the comfortable side where you know you have access to all these different facilities and obviously basic needs, and then you go back there and you kind of get that perspective when you come back that hey, maybe the things we complain about aren't really that big of a deal. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, like. For me personally, when I go back, I'm like, what is this? You know what I mean? And I come back and I'm like, yo, I am living pretty. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, like, my life is luxurious out here, man. You know what I mean? I complain, oh, they increased gas prices by three dirham. Right. How could they? You know what I mean? I, I complain about stuff that doesn't, like, is so irrelevant to life. You know what I mean? And then when I go back home, I'm like, oh, there's no electricity for two days dope you know what i mean like it's, it's it's just literally one of those things it's like you come back and you're like life is not that deep you know what i so mean so you agree it did spoil you just a tiny bit. i would say it influenced me in a way that you know it's not you know unlike other zimbabweans I I say. like i'm not i'm not gonna say it spoiled me because i still know like i have my roots i i know like things aren't easy like right yeah. now things are tough you know, like everyone I talk to back home, my cousins, my uncles, my yeah. aunts, the ones who are still there, my grandma, my grandpa, things are difficult and things become, you know, things are the way they are. And yeah, whenever I go back home, I, I appreciate it more when I come back to Dubai. I'm like, I'm really, I'm really happy where I am. Yeah. And obviously it's not just Zimbabwe. It's a lot of oh, yeah. regions and countries around oh, the world. 100%. So before we wrap up, I want to ask you something real quick. The first thing that comes to your mind, what was the most embarrassing moment you've had as a third culture kid? Maybe going back to Zimbabwe or coming here to Dubai? <laughs> you got to think of something. <laughs> let me think, let me think, let me think. Okay, okay, okay. I think it was probably when I left Nigeria and I moved back to Zimbabwe for, to finish high school. I went there with the thickest Nigerian accent. The you you could not think that I am Zimbabwean, by the way. I, <laughs> okay. I showed up there sounding like you know what African movies, everybody like Nollywood, yeah. bro. I and I was so loud, I was so extra. It was incredible. So so yeah, I think that's probably the most embarrassing bit. Probably the first like month when I went back, and then after that, you know, reacclimatized. You know, it all came back to me okay. eventually. I like your accent. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was pretty much it for culture check. Stay tuned for the next time we put someone else under the culture microphone. So since we're the third culture kids and we're part of the new generation, we want to talk about trendy topics as well as topics that are important to us and our audience. So the new topic that we're going to talk about is Greta Thunberg and the hate she's been getting and the speeches that she's been doing and the protests that she's been leading for our generation. So I want to pick your brains guys on this topic. So Omar, let's see, what do you think about this whole Greta Thunberg thing and the way she's getting hate and the stuff that she's doing to represent us and the climate change and everything that's going on around about us? Omar doesn't believe in climate change. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that would be dark. <laughs> okay, so 
definitely doing something that all the world leaders should be doing, especially at her age. That's pretty impressive. Um, I Preach. Think, yeah, 100%. I think she deserves all the respect that she's getting, all the recognition that she's getting right now. I read somewhere that people are trying to nominate her for like a Nobel Prize. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the case of cyber bullies. Um, you know, all the people that are trying to kind of frame her growing up as a normal kid in Sweden as being privileged and, you know, just trying to pretend like there's a problem. It's just a case of cyber bullies that are delusional. Um, anyone that does not believe in climate change at this point in time in history that we're in mm. is simply just 100% delusional in my opinion they actually have to refuse to believe it you know it's not yeah like exactly like you see the side effects all around you yeah. you see all the different causes and the things that are changing around the world and you know it, it's it's kind of sad if you ask me that a 16 year old has to kind of you know drop out of school whatever um, hiatus she's on right now to send this message across and go to like you know UN summits and talk in all these different conferences and I mean I don't know if you guys watched the how dare you speech that she gave but that was pretty 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 powerful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I completely agree with you man I think when it comes to climate change and especially for someone so young it's incredible because I think a lot of us here as people of our generation we individually do not do much because yeah. I think for the most part we think that we can't really affect any kind of change you know and I think what she did was so inspiring mm-hmm. and it inspired thousands of people I know I like I read somewhere that she inspired thousands of marches because of the protest she was doing skipping school yes granted from the perspective of parents you know it's it's a difficult one because you know your kid is trying to enact change but they're skipping school they're not they're not you know maybe doing what they're supposed to be doing but I think the only reason why she's doing this is because people in power aren't doing enough People in power are not, you know, enacting enough change within the world. Like, as you guys said, we know climate change is real. 100%. It's not not a myth, right? And we'll stand behind that 100%. Like, we value other people's opinions, but this is not an opinion. It's a fact. We will fight you. We will fight you. (laughs) Personally, if you don't believe in climate change. We will send friends. Okay, okay, okay. Calm down. Okay. And honestly, the point that you mentioned about how, like, oh, the parents are worried about the kids are skipping school and stuff. And... I feel like this is education in and of itself, right? Because they're leaving school for like a day or two or however long that it takes for the marches to go and talk about climate change, to to bring about change, right? So so, so they want to do something. They're actually being productive. They're actually being effective members of society. So it's not just something that's happening that's that's like making them lose um, value of, I don't know, their lives or their time or whatever it may be. And honestly... Like, I want to support her as much as I can. So, so I don't know. Take take whatever she does really seriously and just go along with her. And like, I wish I had done what she had done. You know, as as you mentioned, individually we feel like we don't do enough or we can't do enough. But looking at her, I'm I'm just empowered, inspired. But I feel like people are just kind of you know losing focus of what's really important right now. Um, you know, you're you're not, you shouldn't be talking about oh you know these kids are missing school. You should be focusing on what the message that these kids are trying to send to you as adults and world leaders really is. Because Definitely. yes, obviously you know you could talk about the importance of staying in school and all of that, but that's a whole different conversation. The issue at hand is why are a bunch of kids that are still in middle school or high school preaching and teaching world leaders <laughs> about climate change and how serious it is and how it's going to impact our generation maybe we're not in control right now maybe we don't lead countries or nations right now but in one time day. one day we are gonna reap the consequences of you know everything that's happening right now oh yeah definitely and i think adding on to what you said it's 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 a fact like this is a fact like our kids kids won't live to see 90% of what we have today because it will be gone like climate change will do that like literally not to sound insane and like not to say oh, it's going to be an apocalypse but literally it'll be near the end for all of us and the thing is we can still enact change right now we still have the tools to do that but the amount of ignorance around it is just hampering everyone you know like it's, it's, it's very difficult to, to, to quantify why so many people have this negative view. Like, like what Omar said, it doesn't matter if she's skipping school or whatever. Honestly, there will be no school. Exactly. There will be no school. There will <laughs> school be, won't matter. Exactly. At the end of the day, it's really dependent on 
like even us as human beings we need to try do something like we can say we support her but honestly let's be honest yeah what have we ever done that helps them change you know I mean, what i mean i mean i don't think it's uh like the hate she's getting is only because people disagree with climate change i think it's more like um the, the like the, the the whole point is like just swoosh it's like like they're just missing the whole point going yeah, right over, their, over head. their head yeah, yeah. yeah. because what they're looking at is her like her as herself like you can see all of the memes or, or whatever cyber cyber bullying is happening to her is basically about how she lives not about how her actual arguments or her actual discussions so people are like fair yes there are a huge amount of people that don't believe in climate change but that's that's like a different topic i think the main one right now is we should tell those people to stop like thinking about her as her like climate change is not the girl climate change is the whole issue she she's talking about climate change she's not talking about herself people should stop talking stop focusing on the girl herself they should focus more on the topic that she's you know exactly, preaching yeah. now, like like who cares what she eats or whatever she does or where she chills or whether she's yeah. lucky or not lucky <laughs> where, she came from. where she came from i don't care i don't care if she's sm- like maybe she, she has like a whole chimney in her house i mean that would make her a hypocrite but basically <laughs> i don't care if that happens i mean it's not her house so yeah. you can't yeah. really call I, her I, I, I don't know whatever like yeah, yeah but that's hear that's, what she's saying right yeah exactly like like don't like stop fighting stop stop focusing on her life and just like let's try focus on what she's saying people are just using her as a scapegoat in my opinion Absolutely. yeah maybe, they're like you know they're just maybe they're just not thinking about it no it's such a, i feel like it's you cannot you cannot actually you force be this yourself you cannot be this ignorant it has to be selective and people yeah. are just genuinely choosing her as a scapegoat to kind of say because the thing is she's she technically does shame people that are you know making money out of not necessarily sustainable ways or you know ways that harm the environment so i feel like those people tend to use her as a scapegoat and go like why are you shaming me and my company's practices when you live in xyz in and you like eat xyz so and you, you know like I, I like people just use her as a scapegoat and honestly like it's sad it's it's frustrating it's sad and i totally agree with terry we need to be doing something about it even if it's you know just not using plastic as much even if it's recycling whatever it is that we can do because the whole point she's preaching is you can make a change no matter how you know small it is that change will cause a greater impact i mean but like you're right maybe it's mainly going to be those people that uh, are actually like sort of on uh, the defense, impacted shame because because if any regulations happen to stop climate change or anything but i don't think those millionaires make memes you get me yeah they like, don't but i mean some <laughs> like of those some of those supporters. some of those millionaires that lead countries right now do like yeah. send out tweets we're not gonna name her. names but so then, you know no, yeah. but, but, but a lot of the hate was memes it stirred I mean, memes. I mean she like her speech stirred a lot of yeah it got people going and <laughs> yeah. i think the the good thing that has happened from this is that now people even the people who run these companies these multi-billion dollar companies yeah. are starting to see this they know that consumers in the future are going to be aware of how much their carbon footprint each company has oh it's right and, now it's not even the future oh yeah for sure and now these companies starting to cut back um I read somewhere that I think it's either Johnson & Johnson, uh, they've started cutting back on their products to make sure that they use half the plastic that they use yeah, on their products. Yeah, and Adidas yeah. is trying to use uh, recycled plastic in their shoes. I mean, everyone's trying to do something right yeah. now. But it really just boils down to... The thing is, the place she was giving that speech in, the UN Summit, right? You have world leaders over there that are discussing potentially the future generations and the world and the economy and stuff like that. And she was basically asking them all, how can you talk about money and you know flourishing economies in the future when there probably won't be any future if climate change continues the way that it is mm-hmm. preach hashtag preach, brother hashtag future over money speaking of hashtags guys please write down your com like your comments what you think put hashtags into them <laughs> somehow <laughs> fit those in yeah, yeah. yeah. like <laughs> trick the algorithm <laughs> Like, subscribe, and follow. share, and follow. And make sure you give us some suggestions and some feedback yes, for yes, our next yes, episodes. Sure. And give us some questions or topics that we could talk about mm-hmm. that you might be interested in. We'll talk about them next time. Thank you for listening. This is the Third Culture Podcast. See you next time. See ya! <laughs>